Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse Eight. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse Eight and Kate will break it down for you now. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, we're 50. happy anniversary, wait, I'm, yes, oh, wait, no. 50, yes, we're, but we're 50, not, we're not, no, 50. if you combined our ages, we're we'd not be way 50. past 50, yeah, no, we're still not 50, we're not 50, but if you count how many episodes we've done, oh, we've done 50, 49, 50, and, oh, 50, big five zero, <laughs> Happy anniversary to you. Thank you, thank you. Slippery side of 100, that's how I like to look at it. Right. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and you know, I've been, I've been saving several key books for mm-hmm. just this very occasion. Really? Oh, yeah. We're only doing one, though. Right? I know we're doing all 50 of the oh, books I've been saving. I don't wanna. We should be done in two weeks if uh. we take no bathroom breaks. <laughs> okay. So, no, no, we will do what but one book. What but one Special, very special book. Oh, so is it special? Is it the book I think it is? I think it is. It's glowing green skin should be visible to you even yeah, now. Yeah. Thank you, Drew. Let me flip it over so you can say hello to Shell Silverstein. <laughs> there is a um, diary of a wimpy kid book where the main character says that the way his dad got him to stay in bed at night when he was a little kid was he would threaten him and say, if you get out of bed, Shel Silverstein will come and get you because yeah. he was familiar with this very portrait on the back of uh, Shel Silverstein was an interesting portraiture uh, subject. I'll just say that he he never took a boring one. That's that's him. But hey, you can't see him on the front of the book, and that's the front that I'm handing you now. Oh wait, we should say who we are. Right. All right. See, we turn fifty, and immediately it all goes to. My I head. don't know who you are. I don't know who I am. No, where no, am no. I? Who? Where? Who where, am I? Where are my stories? What's this book? Yes. Where's, where's my stories? Ah, good line. Thanks. I'm Betsy. I'm Kate. And this is uh, Fuse and Kate. Yep. Where we talk about picture books like this one. Yeah. The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. And today we will be determining whether this little book is a classic or despicable. And we're just going to find out. Or both. True. It could be both. It could be both. Why limit it? Why limit its options, Kate? Yeah. It can be whatever it wants to be. It's the constantly... I know it gives. It, that it much gives, we know. It's giving we know an two apple things. on the uh, front page. Though. Okay, three things. We know three things about this book. It's giving, it's a tree, and there is an apple involved in some way. And a little boy. Right. Wearing some awesome suspenders. Yeah, it's a real but, pity that the inside is not colored because the fact the kid's wearing a green shirt with red suspenders... Yeah, but his skin is and, white as snow, which makes me think he never goes outside. This yeah, like and the... yet this book, I think, belies that very assumption. So That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the only colors that they could afford were black, white, I... green, and... Ah, now, now you're catching on. Do you get... Do you have to pay per color? Is that a thing? I, and I'm trying to remember if the original cover was this green. This, this is, is $17. So green. This book is $17. That's a whopping seven. These days, yeah, I'm sure it costs a little less in the past, but these days, yeah. 
Oh, you've never looked at the price of a picture book? No. Dude, these things cost the earth. They are freakishly expensive. Yeah. Seventy dollars right. seemed like a low to me. I was in the prices always going. Or twenty one in Canadian. And ooh, <laughs> let us run to Canada and buy books that are actually about the same price because of the exchange rate. Yay! <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read this freaky dude's book. Go read Mr. Freaky Dude's book. It's famous. While Kate's reading the book, I'm supposed to give you some background information on the book that uh, would be pertinent to our discussion today. We have what I would like to call an embarrassment of riches. There's too much stuff to talk about with this book. I had a hard time figuring out what to tell you. So tell you what, when he was alive, tons of people would come up to Shel Silverstein and be like, the giving tree. What, what, what does that mean? What's the meaning behind it? What, 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 what is it about that book? So he had two standard responses that he would give. One of them was, it's just a relationship between two people. One gives and the other takes, which is pretty ambiguous. But thankfully he had a second thing he'd say about it, which was, it's about a boy in a tree. It has a pretty sad ending. Thanks for nothing, Shel Silverstein. <sighs> You're back. That's it. Oh boy. This book, it just like, it just gets me, you oh know? Boy. Like, oh, it's boy. just like, this, <laughs> this is so amazing. And, no, I'm just kidding. This book's yeah. crap. <laughs> yeah, all right. And, and we hear that instantly. That was the kicking, turning off sound of thousands of podcasts trying to determine, oh, am I going to listen to this one? Oh, no. No, Let she's already giving away the game. I looked on Amazon, and it mm. has five out of five stars with over 3,000 reviews. Yeah. And these reviews are like, this is the most beautiful, yeah. touching book yeah. about the relationship of a mother and her child. And I'm like, this is a treat. <laughs> this is the most divisive picture book yeah, but in the whole of children's Can I read you my favorite Amazon review? Yes, you can. It's from I someone. Insist. It's by someone named Randy Loganon from mm -hmm. September 19, 2017. Randy L. And he says, a selfish boy takes and takes from a tree. The tree is sad a lot. The end. Followed by a scary pick of the author. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Just siphon it down to its most essential elements, why don't well, let's, you? Let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. In case you don't know what The Giving Tree is about. Exactly. Which is possible. The title kind of gives it away. Yeah. But it's about this tree mm. that we learn as a female. Yeah, oh yeah, and that's a whole thing, but yes, it's female. Because it says, she loved a little boy. Yep, not it. She. She. So I True wrote, she tree is female. Got it. <laughs> yes, we, with you so far. So every day this boy comes and he likes to gather leaves to make into a crown. He would climb her trunk mm. and swing from her branches mm. and eat apples. This is not an apple tree, Betsy. I know that, Kate. This is not what apple trees look like. No, it's really not. No. Apple no. trees do not have gigantic, long, tall trunks. No, they don't. This they, is baffling to me. And, and they're not that thick. What? The, the trunks. Oh, no, not at tree. all. No, no. In fact, you can climb an apple tree quite easily. Because they have multiple branches Yes, that are low and easy to climb. You, yeah. Yeah. What, so what are we looking at? Is this like an oak? 
I is this think a maple. What? I don't want to blow your mind, but I think we're looking at the tree of knowledge, baby. Clearly. Oh, my oh think gosh. about it. Did the readers hear my eyes roll back into my head? Yeah. Because that happened. I to back this up. I'm playing this off the wing. Don't tell her. Okay. So. There's no snake, though. Whenever the boy, so, like, the boy, he'll, like, you know, play hide-and-seek with the tree. He'll sleep under her shade. Mm -hmm. And the boy loved the tree. Supposedly, yeah. And the tree was happy. Sure was. After it got tattooed by the boy. Yeah. With. Well, and I have heard pointed out that it is a very flat, and the tree was happy. It's a very almost Hemingway-esque simplicity of that line. Is the tree actually happy? It says the tree is happy. Or is that just the boy's interpretation? Hmm. Moving on. Interesting. But as time goes by, the boy gets older. Mm-hmm. Has, uh, you know, brings girls underneath the tree. Mm -hmm. and. And it says, and the tree was often alone. Okay, so this got me wondering. Okay. Where the heck is this tree planted? Yeah, I know. It it's not, not in the front it yard. It is not. It's not in a forest. It's, even though it does say forest. It does say forest, but there's no tree near this tree. Right. I'm calling BS on that forest thing. Yeah. Pretty sure this is the middle of nowhere. I'm going to drop a little tree knowledge on you now. Mm -hmm. uh, trees, we have recently learned, scientists have learned, uh, do communicate with one another through a very elaborate system that goes through their roots but is not their roots. A tree can actually give energy to another tree if it is dying uh, through this system. Trees are very interdependent. This tree appears to have... No other tree near it. There's no one to help this tree. Yeah, who planted this tree in I the middle know. of nowhere? Yeah, it's in the. I like to imagine it's a field surrounded by a forest. So I'm thinking this tree has been alone for a long time. Yeah, or this tree simply doesn't see other trees. Like and they're there, but we're just not seeing them. I don't know. Like I, if I were this tree, and then all of a sudden a little boy is giving me attention. Yeah. Heck yeah, I'm gonna give that little boy all my attention because well, that's all I have for he, entertainment. He also may not have drawn many other trees because look how many leaves he made per picture. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. I don't know. Considering there's n really nothing. Okay, there's else nothing else. I the find page. Fa there's no fair color. point. No. It's uh yeah so. One day, the boy comes back as a young adult, mm -hmm. and he says, I want money. Yeah. And, yeah the, and the tree somehow learns economics and how buying and selling works. It's possible this isn't the first time he's brought it up. And suggests to the boy, why don't you take my apples, even though I'm not an apple tree, <laughs> and sell them to get money, and then you'll be happy. My question is, how many apples are in this tree? Because that's not a lot of money. Yeah, look there. It's that a lot looks of like, yeah, uh, I don't know, maybe Well, due to the apples? fact it's not an apple tree, these could be very rare apples that could be worth a lot of money. Magic apples? I'm thinking magic apples. Okay, I'll give you that. Because this is not an apple tree, so they must be magic they apples. They really must be. For apples to grow on anything but... Yeah. You know what this is? This is the... Oh, I figured out what this tree is. What? <gasps> Do you remember in Harold and the Purple Crayon, when he makes an apple tree in a tree that is clearly not an apple tree... This is the tree that Harold drew. Oh, I made the connection. Boom! We figured out where it came from. I don't remember the tree. This, okay, yeah. never mind. <laughs> Only there was a dragon under that tree. So, yeah, maybe it's not the same tree. Or maybe the dragon moved on. Yeah, because the dragon's like, I got one tree. 
Yeah. And this is boring. Yeah. So I'm going to peace out. Remember, Harold didn't want to get lost in the forest, so he only made a forest with one tree. It ah. says that. So that oh. makes sense. That makes sense. That this I is know a... the tree's Wait, origin story. When did story. Uh, Harold and Purple Crane come out? Uh, before this. No, then that's perfect. Well, this came out on October 7th, 1964. I actually have the month and the day this Jeez, time. Louise. And uh, Harold came out way before that. So yeah. Okay. So the boy climbs up the tree, mm -hmm. takes all the apples. I'm going to call him Son of Harold. Okay. <laughs> Son of Harold. Son of Harold. <laughs> climbs the tree, takes all the magic apples, mm. and goes away. Yeah. And stays away for a long time. Yeah. It says in the text, the boy stayed trees away a, for a long know, time. Trees live a long time. What is long to a tree? Anyway. Right. That's just semantic. So then the boy comes back as like, I don't know, he's balding. He is. He is he's got, his hairline is receding. He's got dad bod. So I'm going to yeah. go with like mid 40s. Yeah, he's definitely got a dad bod. You're right. And he wants. That's a, that's a middle age spread. Yeah. And he says on. he wants a wife and kids and a house. A little late for that, bucko. But all right. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe. Maybe he's just prematurely aging. That's possible. He could be like 35. Okay, we'll say 35. All right. So he wants a house, and the tree is like, well, you can, the forest is my house. No, it's not, honey. You haven't seen a forest in a long time. She's a forest of one. It's okay. <laughs> but you may cut off my branches and build a house. You cannot build a house with branches. I am assuming this is a lean-to. What is it? What Against is he a cave. Build? Is it like a teepee? I have no he... idea. I'm a little you can't bit even do a tree well. house. Like with even these... as a kid, I saw those branches and I was kind of like, but I he... have no idea how you make but a he house. He has so much hope in his eyes. He does. He really thinks he it's can... possible he knows a girl and she's a forest woman and she's going to see this lean to and be like, okie dokie. Yeah. I can make this work. So. So then he is away for a long time again. Yeah, supposedly cutting off the branches of other trees. And supposedly the tree is happy. Yeah. Uh huh. And the tree was happy. But the he comes back. He's okay. We're looking like seventy-five. Yeah. Now. So real time has passed here. Yeah. So I'm gonna say seventy-five, eighty-ish. Mm-hmm. He's got the uh, the age spots. He's got yeah, the no, little yeah. hump in his He's back. He's got the hunch. Yeah. Someone was not drinking his milk. Osteoporosis. So he says. Trees don't make milk. I'm too old and sad. I want a boat that'll take me far away from here. So he's on a like a suicide mission. That now. yeah yeah yeah. That's yeah. sort of like I want to go on the. He is wants he going a Viking's to set, death. Yeah, yeah. Is he going to set this boat on fire? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I want to know. Where's so, that picture? So I wrote in my notes. What happened to the boy that makes him sad that he wants to sail away and get yeah. away? Like, did his wife leave him because he built a crappy house out of branches? Well, it took her a long time if it's taking him this long. To did she leave him that. because he couldn't get a job because he was only selling magic apples? Yeah. Like, I, I don't... Did he never learn responsibility and... Do uh, his children hate him? Does he it's, have children? It never says... He said he wanted to have yeah. a wife and kids. We don't know that he was successful in this endeavor. True. He could they don't just, visit. So maybe he just wants to... Maybe yeah. he's just sad because he never got the wife. He never got the kids. He never got the house. He never you got the weird. You know what's weird? It's weird that this doesn't do what most picture books do, where a child is friends with some creature or being or, let's say, tree, and then they grow up and the creature or being or tree is sad, and then their children proceed to play with this thing and that the circle continues hmm. that's usually how these picture books go and th this book is so weird because you never see that guy's kids which yeah. it would be an obvious well and next shouldn't it step. be like now that he's an old man shouldn't he be helping the tree maybe he should be planting trees maybe he yeah. should be i don't know 
I don't know what you can really do for the tree at this point. At this point, since it has because, no branches and yet still seems to be alive. Um, yeah, but she says, cut down my trunk. Make a boat. Yeah, might as well. I don't have any branches Go left. So he somehow... Now, this guy is old, but he somehow is able to carry that entire trunk himself. By himself. It's amazing. Yeah. That is a... That's gotta be like a 600-pound trunk that he is just... Well, she's carrying one end of. I'm going to assume someone's holding the other end, because that don't work. Also, I don't know where this random branch is coming from, because it's not... It was on the back. On the back of the... Tree, or was... you're right though we're still looking at the tattoo right i have no idea so once you have seen like a what if no what if it's right here it's down maybe it was maybe the tall grass was covering no, well, but it's, it's high yeah so <sighs> shell silverstein just decided to put in a random branch just to cover the fact that he didn't want to draw like the old man's head and shoulders actually carrying the trunk you ever wonder if any teacher is ever assigned for kids to find out how old the tree is because we're looking at the rings at this point oh that's a good uh... that would be a good no, I don't think the tree would be that old. I think it'd be like mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six. I think it's like seven years old. So story doesn't check out. Yeah. Well. Ah well. Maybe it's maybe each ring is like ten years. There you go. You know to kind of sure. go with like so when the boy. All right, seventy year old tree, but it was pretty big when the story started. Yeah, this guy was about it hasn't years. really grown. I don't its know. I call foul. So we found the flaw in the giving tree. So finally it says, okay, so he made a boat and he sailed away. And the tree was happy, but not really. Finally. (laughs) I don't know if it's the narrator or if it's the tree admitting I ain't happy. I think this is all from the POV of the tree. And I think the tree is fooling itself, quite frankly, until this point. And it's finally, now that it is... I would agree Not with that. Not there. Because it can't be the boy, because right. the boy keeps leaving. So yeah, exactly. it has to be the tree. It has to be the tree's POV, and the tree is finally... Or it's somehow, like, mm-hmm. someone who knows the tree, like, who's just... Maybe it's another Omnipotent. tree. Maybe it's another tree watching. Oh, oh, this could be the case. Right? Yeah. So we're actually just reading sort of this from the perspective of, of a tree on the outside mm-hmm. that's watching, like, oh, no. Oh, no. I see disaster in 70 years. <laughs> Trees live a long time. That sounds like, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Third tree perspective. So, now we're left with a stump and a very old man. Yeah. We're now we're looking at 90. 90, 100. Yeah. yeah. Did very. not burn up the canoe, we have to assume, or failed to, as and he fails in all things in his life. Yeah. So, yeah. And so he comes back to the trunk and he's like, ah, I'm old. And the tree's like, I, I have nothing I literally. Left. I gave you my apples, my branches, my trunk. I have nothing left to give you. I am an old stump. Yeah. I am sorry. It apologizes. Don't, don't be apologizing. Yeah. This, this is not on you. And then the old man says, I just need a place to sit down and rest. And the trunk's like, oh, well, an old stump is good for sitting and resting. So the boy sat. And the tree was happy. And the boy died. And the tree was lonely forever. No, the no, no, end. that's not, that's, that's I think, uh, no, no, that's I'm looking, print. there's actually just white space here. No, no, no. There's no way. It's in between the words the and end. I think you're reading a lot end of it, at. <laughs> uh, but it is fair to say that somebody's got to be dying here. For one thing, that tree has no leaves, uh, or trunk, or anything. Right. So, Is yeah. there any way it can come back from this? Um, yes. Well, I, at least I can speak to the, tr- the tree trunks in my neighborhood, which, for some ungodly reason, sprout little branches out? I don't understand tree... So it can things. try again. So, yes. It can groot. It can groot. Yeah. I'm saying the tree can groot. 
Groot it up, giving treats. I would have liked this book if it had said at the end, we are Groot. <gasps> you know what? <laughs> now I'm, uh, what? I'm gonna, you know what? Someone somewhere has done a Groot giving tree. Ooh. You know it's true. I will put it in the show notes if when I exists. find it. No, it exists. You're sure? I am 100% certain that okay. this exists. All well, right. so when I was going through the Amazon reviews, I was really trying to be like, okay, there's like 3,000 people who really like this mm-hmm. book. And why? Mm-hmm. Well, most people were saying because it teaches giving unconditionally mm-hmm. and putting others' needs before your own, mm-hmm. but also teaches when to say no so you're not the shell or in this case, the stump of who you used to be. Yeah, uh, that is a that is a legitimate interpretation. I have and then there's the spoken. whole like mother son mother son yeah thing. how parents how children just take from from their parents and take and take and take and take and take and the parents just give and give and give and call your mother right. is the moral <laughs> of the of the story here right um, yeah so uh, yeah this this is the most contentious as I have said picture book in American picture book uh, uh, at this time so much so that in in my book. Uh, Wild Things, Acts of Mischief in Children's Literature, which I co-wrote with two people. We dedicated um, two pages to uh, just one page was authors who love it, and on the other page were authors who hate it. Um, We gave equal time to both. Now, you've obviously hit on the why people hate it. Uh, I don't think that's hard to explain. The why people love it is fascinating. I hit it on the why people love it too. The teaching unconditionally, but there's no others. Inter- there's other interpretations. There are those who would say, um, "Look, this is the guy who did uh, a boy named Sue. Um, you know, he he was a wry, funny writer. This is clearly a cautionary tale. Clearly a cautionary tale. This is a satirical right. cautionary tale. There is no way that he meant." the sappy saccharine side of it um and and i can see that point of view too um which is not an argument you can make for love you forever or even rainbow fish Um, those are pretty much what you see is what you get this book leaves itself wide open to interpretation right which i think is really it's genius in some ways Came in at number 85 on the top 100 picture books poll that was the second time the first time it came in at number 93 so it would climb and climb into ranks. If we did that poll today, maybe it would be number seventy-two. Who knows? Hmm. It gets up there. Um, I do like uh, author Laurel Snyder had a good line about it. She was like, "Yeah, when you give a new mother ten copies of the Giving Tree, it does send a message oh. to the mother that we are supposed to be this person." Yeah. So that was another thing I read yeah. in Amazon reviews was that people were like, "I always give these at baby showers, yeah. housewarming gifts, yeah. like I." No, if I ever have a kid or buy a house, yeah. and you give me this book, yeah. I will thrash you with it. Betsy. I'm giving you ten. I'm giving I will you ten of them. I will thrash you with all of them. I'll wallpaper your living room with the covers. I might be yeah, okay with that ch- though. That would actually be cool. It's yeah, very I nice could. green. Yeah, I don't mind. And it. as I say, I, this particular shade of green because the red is red. And more, honestly, probably. I'll tell you what: if the book ended with the part where it says. So he's a, they play hide and seek when mm-hmm. he's, he gets he sleeps in the shade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the boy loved the tree and very the tree much, the and boy. the tree was happy. Yeah, yeah. If it ended right there, no, I would agree. I would be like, oh, that's a cute story. Yeah, 
I wouldn't think anything. It's it's once. It's the ticking and ticking and ticking and ticking and ticking. It's when it says, but time went by. Yeah. And at that point, that's when it starts to get, the whole tone of it shifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go from having a sweet, innocent book to, mm-hmm. oh, Which, this is not the end of the fairy tale. Right. There's more to it. Yeah, it's like watching the second half of End of the Woods. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You, you think everything's light and happy and then you get to age. Yeah. Um, and reality. And, and reality life. setting in and, and sitting on old stumps. Um, so there was a New Yorker piece, came out about two years ago, called uh, The Giving Tree at 50, Sadder Than I Remembered, <laughs> which was by Ruth Margulet. Yeah, that I, was another thing. A lot of people were like, when I read this mm, as a kid, I really liked it. But yeah. when I read it as an adult, it's a completely different tune. That is very interesting to me. Because, of course, I like books to be read on the kid level. And, like, what's the kid getting out of this versus what's the gatekeeper getting out of this? So what is the kid getting out of this? I can tell you for a fact that I brought this home and my four-year-old saw it. And he was like, oh, we have this at daycare. He didn't have an emotional attachment to it, but he he recognized it instantaneously. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they gave me yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, I feel like kids can either be like, okay, that's a cool book, or that was weird. Yeah, I will <laughs> spare you um, the multitude of images of giving tree tattoos that are out there. There are many. I feel like that's adults who remember the story as a kid yeah. and haven't read it as an adult. I have seen, you know how when you have an Apple computer and it's got that Apple on the back? Yeah. I have seen that done where it's the giving tree and that's the apple that's being thrown from the giving tree to the boy. But it's not an apple tree, Betsy. <sighs> it's not an apple tree. Well, also, and also, if that's the apple, who the heck was taking the bite out of it that it was thrown down to the boy? But that's neither here nor there. Oh, that's creepy. Um, so, you know, well, in this New Yorker piece, though, I, I just do want to bring it up because it is fascinating. It, she says, Silverstein detested stories with happy endings. As he once put it, the child asks, why don't I have this happiness thing you're telling me about? <laughs> Which I think he was born in 1930 on the northwest side of Chicago. His biographer, who did A Boy Named Shell, which I believe they're turning into a movie right now, um, she has her own explanation of. Wait, did you say A Boy Named Shell? Yeah, that was the name of his biography. Huh. Yeah, because okay. he wrote A Boy Named Sue. Right, so right, yeah, right. Yeah, it was, eh. Um. <laughs> so she said, an, a, sort of an explanation for the book. Um. She said that it echoes his beatnik years. Quote. Given his disgust with the me-first attitude among the folk singers and other artists in the village who were creating art as a form of self-analysis, it almost sounds like he wrote it as an experiment, a reaction to their own mushiness. That may well be, but I think people interpret this book with mushiness. Mushiness, they bring mushiness to it. They like the mush. I feel like maybe mothers like seeing themselves in the tree. Yeah, which is weird. I mean, I I kind of get it when you first have a kid. The kid is just take the all they just take. There's a baby. All it can do is take. It can't. Get, I mean, it can fall asleep. That's giving in a way. That's that's a, that's a beautiful gift that I appreciate. It could um, give you a couple hours of sleep. It could. It could yeah. give you a cold too. Who knows what it could give you? But it's it's nothing usually that's like great. Um, and so yeah, I can see someone in the fever pitch of their first child just being like, yes. This is the truth. <laughs> this speaks to me. Um, I suppose. But, uh, so as you can uh, probably assume, there have been many fine parodies of it. Of course. So many. Oh well, yeah, it's a famous book. Of course, there's, every famous book has famous parodies, right? Yeah. And to the point where 
I think that if you did a parody of a picture book that was a parody of the Giving Tree, people would get it because there are so many Giving Tree, the Taking Tree. The, I won't even go into right. that. There's just a million of them. There is, however, and I highly we try, recommend. When did we try saying the schmiving shmi? The schmiving shmi. <laughs> when we tried rhyming. Oh, schmettering shmi. Uh, whatever rhyme. our really bad rhyming was some episode ago. What are you talking about? That was brilliant. Oh right. That was right. brilliant. Sorry, I forgot. No, I think the you do, I, you do was, forget. Yeah. Because it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Snap, snap, uh, snap, uh, snap, uh, snap, yeah, snap. Uh, okay, stop that. Snap, snap, snap. snap. Okay. Stop. <laughs> so there is a uh, there's a video I highly recommend you see. Uh, are you familiar with the series Sassy Gay Friend? No. Where Sassy Gay oh, Friend? Uh, it's a yes. mall. It was old. It yeah. came out years ago, remember, like five, uh, six, seven years ago. Ophelia. There was yes, a he, Hamlet one. Oh right. So there was a Hamlet one. What? Where he, what? What are you doing? Right. So he has a talk with the tree. Good. About this relationship, which is clearly unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. And then. He introduces the tree to someone who truly appreciates tree, Boo Radley. And do you remember Boo Radley from no. To Kill a Mockingbird? No. This is a man who knows how to treat a tree right. <laughs> and so he gets those crazy kids together. Because that boy was terrible. There's also, if you want the opposite of that video, um, you can find an animated version narrated by Shel Silverstein himself. Uh, if we could put a recording of his voice on this podcast, uh, we would, but we, we don't have the technology. But just imagine, uh, you know, Sterling Holloway, who did the Winnie the Pooh for the Disney. Mm-hmm. Imagine that voice gargling barbed wire. That's Ooh. Shel Silverstein. It's, it's the most interesting voice. Like Tom Waits' uncle? Yeah, it's like Tom Waits, but cuter? <laughs> it's like the cute Tom Waits, but that's not far off, yeah. It's kind of like... If you adorable him up a little. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. To a certain extent. Um, so, good news. Now, there is on the toast, uh, Giving Tree made horrific. On uh, their children's stories made horrific. That's not that hard, I'm sure. Well, it, it's fascinating because it makes you feel bad for the boy. The tree is in total control. It's a good horror story. Hmm. I, uh, where the boy keeps coming back and he, did, he didn't mean to come back. And he's like, but I'm sure I have a wife and children somewhere. And the tree's like, no, you'll make a house here with me. And it's, oh, scary. And he eats the apples, but he just gets thinner. It's good. Um, <laughs> but that's not what I'm bringing today. You and I, uh, we're going to alternate uh, from a different toast piece, which was If the Boy from the Giving Tree Was Your Boyfriend <laughs> by Megan Gordon. So we're going to alternate back and forth. Uh, you're going to read one and then I'll read the next. This is not the full text. I will link to the full text. But it's, it's important, I think. If the boy from the giving tree were your boyfriend, he would be really proud to introduce you to his friends. Babe, he'd say, me tree. Wait, he'd say, tree is an actual, like, tree? I just thought she was, like, really tall or something. Don't make it weird, okay? He'd whisper. If the boy from the giving tree were your boyfriend, he'd carve your initials into tree memorializing your love for generations to come. Doesn't that hurt the... You'd start to say, No way, babe. She loves it, he'd reply. If the boy from the giving tree were your boyfriend, he'd always be able to afford little surprises despite never holding a job for a very long time. Milady, he'd say, sneaking up from behind to clasp an apple-shaped pendant around your neck. If the boy from the giving tree were your boyfriend, he'd be on board the second you suggest moving in together. He wouldn't even notice how nervous you are. I know there are some cute one-bedrooms downtown, you'd say, but he would dismiss the whole idea of a starter apartment. We'll just build a house, he would declare, decide. I'll handle it. The boy from the giving tree where your boyfriend, you wouldn't love the way your disagreements always seem to devolve into name-calling. Okay, old stump, he'd huff. 
That was totally uncalled for, you'd reply. If the boy from the giving tree were your boyfriend, he'd be the one with the enchanted forest wedding Pinterest board. Yeah, you would. You totally would! Babe, babe, I found, like, this awesome, like, leaf crown that, like, you could wear on your head. It'll be, like, totally awesome. I know where we can get the leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for free. It's awesome. Yeah, no, and it ends, I didn't write it down, but it ends with the boy from the Giving Tree uh, would then just leave you one day in a canoe. <laughs> and your friends would be like, what? He just, like, left? And you'd be like, yeah, he just took off. And yeah. that's okay. I'm okay with it. It's yeah. all right. Yeah. Although I did see something um, online that when this first, I don't know if it was first came out or, like, the first couple editions, but, like, the, the, the font was super small. The pages were out of order. Huh. I don't know if... I have never seen a first edition Giving Tree. Huh. I'm sure they're worth a fortune, probably. I don't know. Someone, mm. Some people online were like, the, the font was way too small for me to read, which... Really? This is quite easy This is quite easy, easy to, read. to read, yeah. And obviously the pages are in order. It's entirely possible so, they've never seen a picture book before. Perhaps they were confused. Or maybe someone just like typed it up and yeah, like, maybe. put it, like stapled it together. And like was a like, zine mm, version of the Giving Tree. Book. Here you go. Give me... Seventeen dollars. Seventy dollars, please. Seventeen dollars, thank you. Yeah, maybe. All right, the time has come. Mm. Ratings time. You know what? I'm not gonna give it a one. Yeah, no. Um, I'm not gonna give it a five. No. I do like that in its own way it teaches giving. Like the first part, those first whatever ten pages are really sweet. It does not belie the title. Right. And I do like that it, in a way, it does teach you, you need to know when to say no. Yes. Or cautionary tale. Or become a shell of yourself. Right, right, right. Um, would I call it a classic? Ugh. Yes, because of how popular it is, but no, because of what's inside the pages. Well, let's say this book comes out today. Like, it today, this never come out before, and today this is a 2018 title, it has just been released... Do you read this book and you go, this is an instant classic? No. No, I think it's a fascinating document. And if it was not written by Shel Silverstein. It would have to be written by just someone who has never... It could be found in a drawer somewhere. No, no. no <laughs> they it... do that. The poor guy. They find stuff in drawers from him all the time. Um, yeah, it would have to be by Matthew Cordell, let's say. <laughs> who just won for Wolf in the Snow. I was going to say, like, these drawings are crap compared to his. Oh, I know that, but he has a sketchy style of his own. He wasn't always meticulously rendered wolves. Even his little girl is better than this little boy. Oh, that's a... Have you seen the feet in this book? Yeah, no, he does terrible feet. feet. He has terrible feet. He is always... He does, like, Jules Pfeiffer feet. He does terrible, terrible feet. So I, I, I don't like the fact that people are making it a classic because they remembered it as a kid. That's the worst reason to make anything a classic as far as I'm concerned. Like, it nostalgia kills Like, Hungry so Caterpillar much. teaches all sorts of really cool things. Oh, yeah. It has a cool message. Like, I like that book. Yeah. This one... It's... Uh, uh, I mean, I appreciate that it is open to interpretation. That you yeah. can read it one way or another. but the And, of course, the danger with that being that if it can be seen as saccharine, people will want to see it as saccharine. Um, but you don't have to. You can enjoy the book. Ironically, it doesn't happen that often. I think 
the bulk of people who love it love it. It's the truly. moms that scare me. Yeah. It's the moms that think that this is a healthy relationship, or at least an accurate one, or that this is how it should be. Yeah. This is how you should you should be giving because yeah, when you give this to somebody at a baby shower, you are saying you have here is the manual every single yeah. ounce of your being to yeah. your child. Nothing. Don't worry about your own happiness. That's not important. The only thing that's important is you're not. This is the tree did not give birth to this boy. By the way, the boy just happened upon the tree. True. It's not like they're related. It's just a tree, people. So. It's just a boy. So how about them apples, eh? <laughs> and it's not an apple tree. <laughs> oh my gosh! It is I... now. <laughs> no, it's not. It is a maybe. There's an apple tree next to this tree, and it's just been plucking the apple because clearly it's capable of moving with its limbs and stuff. Uh, so I mean, it's tough, but I'm gonna give it like a two. Yeah, you know, as we've talked about it, my respect for it has gone up a little bit, which is to say, it's gone from a two to a three. Um... <laughs> Because I do appreciate, even though it's yeah, a very I'll, sketchy I'll, style. I'll, t- I'll go with your three. All right. Yeah. All right. That's a fair, that's a strong three. Yeah. It's not, it's not love you forever. Right. It's not the which worst. Which has a single interpretation. It's not the worst, but it clearly is not the best. And it's only a classic well, it's not even because, his best book. Yeah. because people remember it from their childhoods, not right. because it's actually a good book. Right. Right. Yeah. We're going to get so much hate mail, and I can't wait. We'll see. I was hoping for the hate mail, but it doesn't happen. But this time, maybe, man. I got my fingers. But you know what? So many people wind up, like I say, wait, the minute like you the said est- you didn't like it, like, click, 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 the click, estate click. of Shell Silverstein going to, like, call us up and be like, how dare you? Actually, his estate is super litigious, um, but not in the cases of interpretation of his text. If we were to suddenly start talking about his personal life, then they might have a little more. I don't know anything oh about boy. his personal oh life. Oh boy, do I. Except I know that he about... has a tooth that was chipped, and that is it. He does have a tooth that was chipped. Yeah. Aww. That was the first thing I noticed was, Aww, oh, man. he had a chipped tooth. Someday I'm just going to have a podcast of gossip about people who created children's books, and man, the Shel Silverstein stuff would fill like five episodes. Huh. This man was fascinating. Totally fascinating. So not a classic. Not a classic. Sorry, Giving Tree. You give it and we take it away. Well, Amazon's mm. still going to call it a classic. Everyone's going to call it a classic. As you can see, there are people out there who give it to at every baby shower. It will never not sell. Yeah. Word to the wise people. If I ever have a baby, don't give me this book. Yeah. No. Give me Spire Word of the Fly. That was a cool book. That was... <laughs> I like the gothiness. What's the, what's the message there? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Letters time. Everyone likes the Gruffalo. Moving on. Um, there really wasn't anything beyond people being like, I like the Gruffalo. And that was that was the extent of the, the comments on the Gruffalo. Nothing really worth plucking out of that. I like the Gruffalo. Yeah, sure. You were the one who was like anti-Gruffalo. Yeah, I'm totally anti-Gruffalo. Ugh. Sorry. Thank you, people, for liking there Gruffalo. There you go. So people do like Gruffalo. Let's all go to England. I always assume that they told me that they liked the Gruffalo before listening to the podcast. Because then they, they probably wouldn't have nice words for me. So. Oh. But no one has really said anything yet. <laughs> so far, so good. All right, grown-up things we like. What do you like that is a grown-up thing? Um, I've been on an American Horror Story kick. That's a grown-up thing. That is a very grown-up thing. Yes, I it am is. like, I don't know, whenever this first came out, like 10 years ago, I don't know when it first came out, but I am like I way behind on uh, this whole thing. I've heard about it for years. Sure. Never seen it. And then so when you're you binging and I, it? Are you doing yeah, a binge? I'm binging it. How does that work on your psychology? Well, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, So when we went to New Orleans, 
we there was this giant beautiful mansion mm-hmm. and i saw on google maps that it was called some fancy dancy mansion and i was in the area and i was like yeah sure i'll walk by it so i walked by it and it, sure enough it is a big beautiful white mansion with a gate and the pillars and mm-hmm. and then there's this group of girls who start coming towards the house as well and i can hear them saying oh my gosh it's it's just like it is in coven oh my gosh and i'm like what are they talking about Apparently it's in American Horror Story. Oh, all right, all right. Season three, Coven, oh. because it's based in New Orleans. So I was like, all right, if I want to see this house, like in the show, I should probably start from the beginning. So mm-hmm. I started with season one, moved around and finished season two. I think you probably could have started with three. It would have been fine. But I could have, yeah. but I kind of yeah. like seeing how it's pretty much the same set of actors. Yeah, that is cool. And every se- and each season is a different theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's like every actor's dream to be able to in a long-running series where you get to be someone different every season. You get to be like nine, ten different characters. Well, and the guy making the show makes a point to cast older actresses who would normally be getting grandmother Jessica or mother Lange. parts. Yeah, Jessica Lange, oh Kathy gosh. Bates, and Angela Bassett. Yeah. Um, yeah, he makes a, a distinct point of, of always getting good older actresses. These are powerhouse actresses, actresses yeah. that are just... Delivering lines that are just making me laugh or shiver in my sheets. Like, it's yeah. it's very... If you don't like blood and guts, though, this is not the show for I you. I will not it, be enjoying it. It is very bloody. Yeah. But um, lots of twists and turns, and it's uh, it's fun. Yeah. Good. That's, oh, my, that's, that's nice. my very, very adult thing. That's it. Complete opposite of Giving Tree. <laughs> well, mine's sort of an adult thing, too, which is good, because I, sometimes I fudge this question. Um... So I went with the family to Stratford, Ontario for the Shakespeare Festival. Mm-hmm. Saw three shows, um, which was pretty good. Pretty good for... Uh, three for shows? Three shows. That's a lot. It's a lot of shows. Uh, only one of which was actually Shakespeare. So we saw The Music Man. Uh, it was a very good uh, Music Man, particularly because Harold Hill was black. Now, when Harold Hill is black, you're kind of watching this being like, all right, black Harold Hill comes to small town Iowa... No one makes mention of the fact he's black. And, but all right, you know, you get, you, but it works. You know, the guy who instinctively doesn't trust him. You know, you've got, you've got some interesting politics going on there. But the ending where they're gonna tar and feather him takes on an entirely different feel. Let me tell you, when you've got the one black guy in town and these people are trying to hunt him down, it was like, whoa, this is a very different music man than I've ever seen before. It was very good. I enjoyed it very much. So you had that. And then you had uh, your Tempest. Uh, now, the Tempest uh, in Stratford is always reserved for an older actor or actress uh, who is about to retire. Uh, in this case, Prospero was played by an actress, which I liked a lot because it, you have a mother-daughter sort of thing going on with Miranda, and that's a really nice... I'd never seen that done before, and it's, it makes Prospero way more sympathetic. But they completely messed up on Caliban, Caliban was the standard monster bit. They weren't doing anything interesting there. So two thumbs down on Caliban, two thumbs up on Mommy Prospero. And then finally saw Rocky Horror Picture Show Live, which I've never seen in a, in a staged production. I've seen, obviously, the movie in a theater, but I'd never seen an actual live stage production, um, which is very different, and it was really good. Cool. So, yay. All right. All right. Cool. Wow. I'm glad we finally got 
We've gotten it off our chest. Yeah. It's it feels good. It feels so people cathartic. People can stop asking to do the giving tree. Exactly. We've that, done it. That is not the it last sucks. big Let's classic. Yeah, we still have a couple biggies left that people have been asking us to do. The biggest biggie of all, we have not even touched, but there's something bigger than. Oh yeah. Stay tuned for episode 100 when we tackle that one. Okay. I'm Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow Betsy on Twitter at Fuse8. That's Fuse and 8, E-I-G-H-T. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Givens Kime, and our man of mystery is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.